back again. It's June 24th. This is the Soybean Pest Podcast, the seventh episode of our... Seventh season. Seventh season. Oh, mm-hmm. double sevens. Yeah, I think that's good luck. That is. You think we'll have a good podcast today? Let's hope. All right. It's Friday Off. anyway. Yeah, it is. Oh my goodness. The week got away from us a little bit. Yeah. yeah. It's been busy. Um, so much to talk about. Brexit, Cavaliers are champions. The Starks are back in Winterfell. Game of Thrones reference. Sorry, I didn't get it. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you got all the others, right? Uh, pretty much, yeah. yeah. It's an exciting week. Yeah, so much going on. Things, yeah. Politics. Yeah. Sports. And pests. And insects. Yeah. Let's well, it is a soybean that. pest podcast, we, so right. it's, that's not an, too unusual of topics, is it? So we'll bring it down to... <laughs> my subject matter yeah just so much to talk about though one responding to our listener i know i'm now known as a soft talker did i know that about myself you gotta put your face a little closer to the mic getting right up on this microphone or or maybe alternatively i'm a loud talker have you ever (laughs) thought of that you're just a normal talker you know what's interesting about that um you're an introvert yes and i've been known to be an extrovert yes and i'm the soft talker yeah, it's weird. Mm-hmm. Okay, enough uh, <laughs> personal exploration. <laughs> what about uh, pests? What have you heard from your colleagues around the uh, area? I've heard a little something. Okay. Why don't you share first? Um, actually, it's been pretty quiet since we last had our podcast last week. I think part of that has to do with we've had really high temperatures pretty much every day since, you know, it's Up been 90, 90 plus yeah. except for the day, right? Yeah. And so, cool. yeah, they, not arguing with you. yeah, um, that's not great for aphids. Um, but what I have heard is arguing with you isn't good for podcasting either. Well, I've, we, you can argue. Have you found, have you found something else? Have you found aphids? Fair enough. Okay. It is true. Yeah. No, yeah. That, that good point. Other things I've heard about, I mean, what I should say is we haven't heard of any more new detections of soybean aphids since we last met. And the places that we found aphids last week with my crew, they weren't able to find anything this oh, week. Oh, and that, so yeah. um, even though they found just a couple plants last week, you know, I would expect the percent infestation to go up, but actually it went down. Hmm. So good news for farmers. I think Brian Lang kind of also saw that in northeastern Iowa. But there are a few things that have, have been going on. Um, some potato leaf hoppers and alfalfa. Oh. They've been kind of showing up oh, and yeah? causing some of that discoloration, that hopper burn. Interesting. Classic on the tip of the leaves. Isn't um, a lot of alfalfa grown? No, but some some of the field agronomists, they do have farmers where, you know, part of their farm is in alfalfa because of cattle or other reasons. Oh, right. And so, okay. yeah, they're, they're concerned about it because that's not a, an every year kind of pest. Mm-hmm. And when we have high temps, not a lot of moisture, and I think like southeastern Iowa is considered abnormally dry. That's when you would start to see some of the maybe the stress the stress yeah, from feeding yeah. from plant yeah. hoppers that you would maybe normally see. Yeah, and um, the heat combined with the dryness in some parts, um, kind of ideal conditions for spider mites. That's what they like, hot and dry. Yeah, and um, I had one update from a former student uh, now works for. Uh, company uh, out of Illinois, Kevin Johnson, told me that uh, he's starting to see some spider mite outbreaks in Illinois. On corn or soybean? Uh, Soybeans. Okay. Soybeans, I I think. Okay. Um, Which I I was kind of surprised by. I thought, wow, it's kind of early, but given the 
um, conditions we've had. And I, I haven't been following the weather in Illinois. Um, so maybe they're a little bit drier. I can't imagine they're any cooler than we are. No, um, they're warmer usually. Yeah. I mean, this when you talk about spider mites showing up early, I think about 2012 when basically basically it was one of the hottest summers you've ever had. Hmm. And uh, in that, that situation, you had the weeds that the spider mites are normally on are either burned or they just dry up and die, and then the mites spill over into crops. Well, that... That, so is that what he was seeing? Uh, he didn't go into that level okay. of detail. Uh, as I kick the table, that's not thunder. Um, that's my foot. The um, He didn't go into that level of detail, but it does kind of make sense to me that um, what you just said, because we're now getting into a point where uh, a lot of farmers have already sprayed herbicide. So the effect of that herbicide is starting to take place in the burn down of whatever weeds may be present. Yeah. And yeah, that would trigger that movement, that sort of local movement in a field from the weed to the adjacent. The yeah, so crop. field perimeter, um, once those have been kind of colonized and the mites can balloon to pockets in the interior of the field. Yeah. So if you have, my recommendation is if you are kind of in a drought stress, stressed area, you no longer have weeds, which is probably a good mm -hmm. thing for farmers. Uh, just spot check the edges, and if you're starting to notice any type of discoloration, that's that's a red flag that you you don't want to have mites on the inside of your field, so, the field interior. Yeah, one other thing. So we went out into the field uh, this week. We're setting up some of our experiments with pollinators and um, and and releasing the parasitoid. You know, we're, stuff we're in commercial fields, and I noticed uh, some herbicide injury mm -hmm. uh, to some of the soybeans and um, you know, some of what you're saying about spider mites it might be a little bit of a challenge to differentiate the spider mite injury with plants that have that especially cupping. yeah that cupping or that burned yeah. uh, uh, um, marks on those leaves it, it may take you know it may hide spider mites yeah you know from the untrained eye so i hear you you know you'd expect to see maybe the uh, initial uh, impact of spider mites on the field edge but you may have to get out of the truck and take a look just to confirm and i guess i would say you know be kind of thoughtful about this think about fields or locations that haven't gotten a lot of rain where you've seen that consistent heat and mm -hmm. that might be the first place to look and it's it's one of those things spider mites my sense is um sooner you get on top of it the better yeah it's better to be proactive i don't know if there's really too much as far as rescue treatments because basically when they're feeding they're they're killing cells and so yeah. that those that the area that they're feeding on is not going to recover but the um the treatment is challenging because i think some of we help me if I'm, i got this wrong um it's been a while since i've looked at labels but some products are labeled for the spider mites for the adults that are and the amateurs that are moving around but they have limited activity on the eggs that are laid, what, inside the like plant material. And so they escape some of the insecticide spray. Am I, have I yeah, I mean, right? I don't. I, I think even if they're exposed, I don't think most of the eggs are susceptible to oh, okay. Yeah, and okay. so you, you're right. You're targeting nymphs and adults. But basically, there's a lot of overlapping generations. And so you have adults, nymphs, and eggs all at the same time. So, yeah, you could be killing nymphs and adults, but those eggs are, you know, mm -hmm continuous flushes and so repeated applications are something that you know unfortunately may be necessary if you had kind of a widespread outbreak so yeah it's important to distinguish herbicide injury 
and those agronomists that have kind of a well-trained eye and they know the field history of the herbicide applications even from the previous year there's some carryover issues this year it'd be important to distinguish the discoloration that you're seeing if it's herbivore or you know herbicide yeah, yeah. nice nice wordplay <laughs> awesome yeah um but those are basically the highlights that i was i was hearing about yeah, as well yeah yeah um yeah i went out like i said into the field uh, yesterday um thursday and um what i saw just sort of south of town is you know pretty good looking beans and yeah. things are up i saw usda report that uh, 98 some percent of the crop has emerged and is in, you know, like 75 percent or more is in good to excellent condition. So, for beans, I mean, we're, things are going to move along nicely. You know, probably like a little bit more rain, but you know, nothing we can do about that. Yeah, I think there was a big hailstorm that came through northwest Iowa that wiped out like thousands of acres. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, so, um, those are probably fields that time. yeah are not going to come back this year. So that's yeah. very unfortunate, but. Um, Anything else? Oh, so tomorrow is the 25th, and that's the Pollinator Fest at Ryming Gardens. Yeah. So um, 10 to 3, we'll have a couple of booths there. You've got your Build an Insect with Twisty. Yeah, if you ties. guys are familiar with wiki sticks, I, had, I challenged my lab to make a few examples of insects using wiki sticks. It's kind of like great. a waxy... I don't even know what this stuff is, but um, they did a great job. They got really creative. Yeah. So I'm hoping that the kids that we see tomorrow will be as creative. You had to post some of the pictures. Yeah, on, I did. On, on, on the yeah, on the I can text do that. For the, um, yeah, for our podcast. It was a fun little project. I think they enjoyed that uh, more than um, digging up plants and yeah. spending some time outside. So. Yeah, they uh, um, lab uh, meeting this morning. Uh, we did a test. Um, for the thing that I'll be doing, not nearly as fun as Wiki Twisty Sticks. Um, a honey tasting. We'll have a little um, honey tasting booth where people can come and taste different honeys. Um, and the reason honeys are different is because they, they take on the flavor of the nectar from the plants that they collect. And um, some of the honeys we have are monofloral uh, honeys. That is, the bees were just collecting from one plant. Um, so. It, Play a little game, see if you can detect what the source of the nectar is from the flavor of the honey. Um, got a couple. Did anyone win? Uh, you know what's interesting? Uh, no one losers. of them was uh, orange blossom honey, and the other, I tested too, the other was neem. Uh, what does neem taste like? Yeah, nobody knows that. But nobody could guess the orange. They. Mm, uh, you think it'd be a strong flavor, but. Yeah, and then we learned that the neem honey uh, we got from. Um, I think it's New Zealand. Yeah. And I didn't notice this. The, the Adam Dolezal, our beekeeper, said, oh, this isn't honeybee honey. Honeybees are Apis mellifera. Uh, these are from a different species of Apis. Uh, mm. I was thinking maybe Apis serrana. Um, Interesting. Yeah, yeah. And neem is a tree that I don't know if we have. I don't think we, is, don't they a, derive organic insecticides like the neem oil? Yeah. yeah. So okay. neem is the... Uh, tree that produces azadiractin, which is the compound used in the, um, the botanical insecticide. Yeah. Um, and, mm. and it was interesting. I thought it was kind of a bitter tasting honey. Um, that's why I picked it, because I thought mm. it'd be a contrast really to different. the orange blossom. But everybody's like, no, I like that one. That's got some flavor. The orange one, a little bit subtle. Mm. But anyway, we'll have, uh, I think, four or five different flavors. See if you can guess which ones. Um, and some honey candies to give out. And that's just two of the booths of the 18-some that'll be yeah. on display. 
So hopefully people could come out. Should be a, should be a good day, huh? Yeah. If it doesn't rain. Yeah, well, yeah. it needs to be warm. <laughs> kind of like this office now that you haven't had the air conditioning on. What are we up to? Yeah. Seventy-five. Uh, it, says, it says seventy-five, but oh it's quickly God. rising. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're suffering. So, anything else we should talk about? Um, Maybe this is good a short news, one. which I, I showed oh, with you oh, yesterday. Yeah. I uh, I was part of a grant through the Iowa Department of Ag and Land Stewardship. They have specialty crop block grants for uh-huh. emerging crops in Iowa. And an emerging crop in Iowa is hops. Hops. There's about fifty acres in Iowa oh. that, that we can best guess and horticultural uh, perennial specialist Diana Cochran and I put in a grant through IDLS for this yeah. uh, learning more about hops production and, and hopefully increasing the acreage that we have in Iowa and found out yesterday that we, we got the grant. So now we got to do stuff. You fun know, stuff. That, you want, yes, it is fun stuff. But yeah, now the, like the stress begins, yeah. you know, like yeah. get it done. So you're going to have to, I mean, not that, not that uh, I'm, I'm not saying anything, but you're going to have to learn even more. About Hops. Oh gosh. And hop insects. Yeah. What's a hop insect? There's hop aphid, and oh, yeah. spider mites are probably the biggest one that we see that other people have seen in the Midwest. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because it's all about protecting the cones, which have all the oils that provide the bitterness and the flavor yeah. to beer. Yeah. And so you can imagine, like, if an aphid was sucking those the, the flowers and the cones dry, oh. um, and we're getting like actually sooty mold, the same thing that we see for soybean aphid on oh, soybean. Oh, this is right up your alley. This oh, is yeah. everything you do. This is why I Just got interested. To yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, hop aphid, and it's a cute little aphid. It has, like, two little horns on its head. It's adorable. So I was like, yeah, I'm in. I love, I love how you say that, and you're like, you're kill them. <laughs> hey, they're knocking on our door now. They wanna, uh, they're all excited. Maybe we should cut this one short? I think I think this is a good recap. Um, okay. Yeah, we'll try to meet up again next week. Yeah. Okay. Talk to you later. Yep, thanks. Bye. Bye.